Thanks for listening. We are Western Iowa's news and classic hit station, KCIM. All right, 8.06 here Wednesday morning. Watch out, a little fog out there this morning. To the north again, we're getting uh, reports of it getting pretty thick up in that area, so do be careful. And again, uh, just allow extra time to get where you're going this morning. Let the fog burn off and get somewhere safely. Uh, we have promised uh, an interview here at 8.06, and here we go. We've got Brian Best in the studio with us this morning. Is uh, our state representative getting ready for his final state uh, legislative session here. As you announced, Brian, earlier this year that you were going to be uh, not seeking re-election. But we had a question from earlier this morning. You're a Hawkeye fan, correct? No. You're not a Hawkeye fan? You're a Cyclone fan? Well, I'm more of a Cyclone fan. When they, oh, play, okay. when they play each other, I, I root for the Cyclones. Well, I didn't know where you were going with this. I, I remember now. <laughs> okay. Could so, you make a 35-footer, Brian? If yeah, we give you a ball. Jalen Clark, buzzer beater at 35 feet. Can you do that? What's your range on three-pointers? I, I couldn't do that in my best days. All right. I'm going to keep my house. I bet, no. I bet my house on it. So. <laughs> no, I played a little basketball in high school, but uh, I wasn't good from 35 feet at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did you no good in high school. They didn't have a three-point line back then. That's true. They didn't. <laughs> so the coach would just yank you if you did something like that. Uh-huh. All right. So For anyway, sure. we thought we'd get that out of the way early. <laughs> okay. here. So not running again. I mean, uh, my question is to you, it's, uh, you know, seem to be have everything going for you. You're head of the transportation committee. You, Republicans control all the branches. You got everything you want right now. Why is now the best time for you to step aside? Well, I had always heard from other representatives that there's just something inside your your brain that tells you, hey, it's time. Uh, and I think that that's just kind of what happened to me. Um, enjoyed the experience. When I first was elected, I really would have highly doubted that I would be in there for 10 years. Um, I just saw it as something that I would do to, to serve my community and then uh, come back to uh, work just like it was intended back in the day when, the, when our forefathers uh, came up with this whole plan. And so... Uh, I think after 10 years, it's just time. Uh, it's just been a, a fantastic experience. And uh, so I, I'm not doing it for any reason other than that. Um, I just think uh, I just need to do new challenges. I still, I'm still relatively young. And uh, so I just like to, to try some new things that probably wouldn't be involved with politics at all. But there's probably a lot of things you're, that are left that you you haven't gotten done, maybe that were on your list originally. Uh, no desire to stick around until those things happen? Yeah, there is. I mean, uh, I think that there are other people, though, that are very capable. And I think it's uh, maybe time to, to let somebody else take that take that over. Uh, a few things that I'm, I'm really uh, been working on for 10 years is uh, pharmacy benefit managers and how they affect uh, local pharmacies and how that affects downtown Carroll, downtown small, small communities. And uh, so that's something that um, we got a lot. We got some things done last year. I'm not going to say we got a lot, but we're making the right progress on that. And the the um, hands-free as well. I, have you heard from anybody that wants to run that was since you announced? Is there anybody saying, hey, you know what, uh, you know, give me a little booster, endorse me? Uh, I haven't heard anybody that is asking for an endorsement, although uh, Craig Williams, who was our senator, is running. And uh, I think he would make a great a great candidate. And so... Um, uh, as a Republican, and so, um, but he's I, the only one. He's the only one, yeah, that I have known, uh, that I know of. Yeah, Williams, very well known in the Iowa Republican Party, uh, sat on the Central Committee for a very long time, and still does, as far as I'm aware. The yes. County Party Chair, also, yes, uh, very involved in ag in his career prior prior to politics. So. Uh, we'll be, of course, talking with Craig as that election gets a little bit closer. Uh, wanted to look back before we kind of look ahead 
Uh, talking about things, you mentioned PBMs. Another issue that has kind of been one of your main items is, is kind of the hands-free law in Iowa. And you almost got it over the hurdle uh, last year, get, managed to get it through the Senate, and it just couldn't make it through the House. It's kind of your last chance to, to push that through. Is that going to be a, a key issue for you heading into 2024? Yeah, it'll be a key issue for me. Uh, I'll be managing the bill. And, uh, and there will, I've already got a bill in place, and so I'll, I'll manage that bill and try to get it through. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's going to take some work again. Uh, the The Senate and the House are two different animals, so it's kind of funny how it would breeze through the Senate, and then uh, we hold it up on the on the House side. But uh, I think as more and more information comes available to the public uh, about the hazards and how many people die um, on the roads because of distracted driving from phones, um, in in the data that you're you're more likely, much more likely to get into an accident if you are engrossed in your phone than if you're drunk. And so, I mean, I think we just have to look at those things. Nobody wants to take away the liberties that are that we have, but it, uh, as a public safety issue, I think we have to really look to hard at this. And uh, I hope we can get it done. What were the issues in the house that that prevented it there? What was yeah, the, who what was, was the opposed to on? this? Um, I think that uh, there's there's certain folks that would say that it, it is a uh, interference in a person's ability and their liberties to just do things from day to day. And, and having a phone in your hand should not, uh, those folks would say, should not make you a target to um, to be picked up. And uh, so the, there's folks that just don't like to see public safety or the law have more power than what they already have. And so this, in their mind, gives them uh, the ability to pick you up, they just see that and maybe leads to other issues. So, what was the what was the difference in the vote? How many votes do you need? Uh, well, in the House, um, we would need uh, 51. You always have to have 51 in the House. You have to have more than just a majority. You have to have 51. That's a, I think that's plurality as opposed to majority. So <clears throat> we were probably at uh, 49, 48. We were really close. And... Uh, and unfortunately, in politics, uh, we don't know that the Democrats would, would would have supported it. So we had to have at least 51 Republicans to know that we had the votes to get it passed. And I think some Democrats would, but I don't think I think there was just an unknown at that time. What else are you looking at for the Transportation Committee? What's your main priority other than this one, the, the hands-free bill? Um, another one that I think we need to do, and unfortunately, this is not in my this is something we've been pushing the federal government to do for a long time. But on weights and measures um, in Iowa, you can only go up to 80,000 pounds on interstate where our surrounding states, you can go to 90,000 pounds. So literally sometimes in Nebraska, they have to lighten their load when they come across Iowa. Um, and so that's something that I'm, we're kind of begging with the, the federal DOT to allow Iowa to pass that bill. Um, it doesn't make much sense, but back in the 70s when the, the federal DOT uh, gave us our weights for the interstates, um, you were grandfathered into whatever your current weight was at that time. Iowa was 80,000, Nebraska was 90,000, South Dakota was 90,000. Uh, I believe uh, Illinois is is 90. So I mean, we've got states around us that you can go to that higher weight. And what it also does is uh, the interstates are, are the best um, the best reinforced roads that we have in the state of Iowa, yet um, we have people that are taking county and state highways because we allow it, at least during certain times of the year, to go to uh, 90,000 pounds when you're in harvest and things like that. And so 
uh, it, it kind of puts more stress on the weaker roads and less stress on the stronger roads. So looking ahead, 2024, the uh, the Republican caucus already released its kind of priorities for these, or at least Speaker Grassley has done that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the main issues that I think will kind of be on the forefront, and Governor Reynolds will lay that out in her condition of the state address uh, next Tuesday, uh, but changes to the income, state income tax uh, will likely be at the forefront. Uh, there's already, just for some context, there has been a bill that's passed that's going to cut the income tax down to 3.9% by 2026, but Governor Reynolds is looking at eliminating the state income tax entirely. Sounds like you lack a little bit of consensus in the House on that particular issue. Yeah, I think the, the big question is, um, how do you get there? And how do you get there without um, affecting the services that you're providing for your state now? And so uh, it has to be very well thought out and very well vetted. Um, I think it's best to be cautious as we are now. And uh, I fully support the 3.9 that we're going to go to in 2026. We do have a um, huge uh, amount of money in that rainy day fund that, that will make that work. And I think it would be something that would work um, ongoing, not just for a couple years, because the big thing is, is five years from now, if we have a bad year, we don't want to have to go back to the state taxpayers and say, hey, we're going to have to raise your taxes now. Uh, that'd be the worst thing that could happen. So um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how we get there. Um, I, I think, um, I mean, I, I could support it if we can get there and it makes sense. But one thing I, I think we have to, to keep up with and we have to look at is uh, mental health in the state of Iowa, things like that, and uh, education, the things that we still have to fund. And uh, I don't think we can do this and start cutting back on services. Uh, so we have to make sure that the services are still um, appropriately doled out. And uh, we're losing nursing homes. We're losing a lot of the things. And, and these things affect rural Iowa more than they do anywhere. And so as a rural Iowan, um, I'm fine with it, but uh, we, we still have to be able to provide the things in western rural Iowa that they can provide in Des Moines to our citizens. It's a great campaign thing. Hey, we're going to get rid of the state income tax. How do you replace that? I mean, mm -hmm. what what are the ideas floating around right now to replace all of that money? Well, I don't see any way of doing it without probably raising sales taxes somewhat. And uh, uh, unless somebody out there has a great idea and a silver bullet, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it would be I don't done. know if anybody's solved that one, right? Right. Not yet. I don't know that we have yet. No. So it's moving to more of a consumption-based uh, tax rather than than just income. Mm -hmm. Probably, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I, we're working very hard in the Iowa um, Economic Development Authority, IEDA. Um, they're a great group that are really trying to get more and more businesses into the state of Iowa. And uh, I think we can, um, as, as we can lower these things, we, we may be able to get enough of a tax base, more taxpayers, things like that. Uh, of course, if, if taxpayers aren't paying state income tax, the taxpayer isn't doing you any good from the state stand, or from the tax standpoint. So how that works, I, I don't know. So another issue that we, we talked about briefly before we jumped on the air was, I believe we called, you called it the Safe in Iowa effort, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, can you kind of detail what that is and, and what's the motivation be behind that potential effort? Well, it just enhances penalties for, um, for folks to go out and do what they call mass theft, if you want to call it that. Um, like you see in the coasts, and uh, uh, just want to make sure that that doesn't come to Iowa. So it would just enhance penalties for folks that go in. Let's say 10 people walk into, or 20 people walk into uh, a retail store and just loot it. And basically it is looting. 
and uh, just to make sure that those things never happen in Iowa. Um, you see it every day on the east and west coast, but we don't see it much here. Um, but at the same time, uh, just be, to be prepared for it and let criminals know that this Iowa is going to be a very unfriendly state for them. Uh, just for context, uh, typical shoplifting is misdemeanor. You'd have to steal a, a huge amount of goods mm -hmm. to get to felony levels. What are you guys thinking in terms of uh, enhancement? I mean, how far does this go potentially? Obviously, there's discussions to be had yet. but Well, from what I understand it, it could be like the, the least um, the least serious felony. So, I mean, you're, you're moving it up to possible um, a definitely aggravated misdemeanor and possibly into that felony area where you're, you would serve time. For doing it. Is the legislator going to get into it? Because the governor announced that uh, she rejected the summer food assistance, right? It was like $29 million set aside for that. And she said, no, they were not going to take that. Uh, any any plan for the legislature to replace that money or to do something with summer food assistance for students? Well, this isn't in my wheelhouse, but I'm being told that we do are doing things now and, uh, I, and that are in that purview and, and are trying to help these people. Um, I do believe that there are some other states that did also reject it for those types of reasons. And so um, I, 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 interest, I understand that, that the optics probably aren't good at all, um, but um, I, I do believe she has reasons and um, I don't know, and I, we'll find more about that when we go down to the, um, uh, when we go down for session, but at this point, I, I don't really know the exact reasoning. I do believe our neighbors to the west in Nebraska, I think, also did mm -hmm. uh, made a similar move. The dollar amount was much smaller for Nebraska. Um, I don't pay much attention to them if I can help it, so <laughs> I don't. I don't have all the details on that end. Uh, kind of jumping gears again on you here. One issue that, uh, from my perspective, is likely going to be pretty contentious at the state house is uh, the review of the area education associations, the uh, the AEAs, um, has gotten. A lot of people kind of rallying around the AEAs. The governor has indicated uh, they just want to take a look at the AEAs and what they're doing. So uh, I guess some, provide some background on, on your thoughts on that particular topic. Uh, I guess my feeling is uh, nothing should really be a sacred cow in the state of Iowa. And so uh, I'm not saying that it is either, but I think we just need to find out. I think it's it's a legitimate question to ask, okay, well, are you are you doing what you're, um, what you're set out to do? what your mission is, are you staying within that mission, uh, and uh, are you doing a good job? And I think that she just wants to see we're getting bang for our buck. <clears throat> the, the emails and the calls that I've had regarding this is, um, it does have an effect on rural Iowa more so than it does probably on cities. If the AEAs would go away, it would not be good for rural Iowa. So uh, I think to tweak it a little bit and make it more efficient is fine. Uh, I don't see this as her saying that she wants to um, hurt them or destroy them or uh, what what they're doing, what, what they do with IP students and things like that. Um, I think that they're they're much needed, and so um, I, I would say that we we have to we don't want to be a bull in the china closet. We want to be a little bit careful on how we uh, how we affect them. So I, I just think we have to have an open mind. One issue that hasn't really got picked up much steam, at least among your your Carroll constituents, but uh, both you and Senator Schultz have Shelby County in there, is, is pipelines. We were talking, uh, we ran into each other outside the studio, uh, and you go down to Shelby County, and that is the key issue. Uh, it, was, it was a major issue last year as well that didn't really get resolved, uh, and it seems very likely it's going to be on the, on, on the docket 
coming forward in 2024. Uh, where do you see pipeline regulations in Iowa going? Well, I think the IUB right now, uh, Iowa Utility Board, is um, kind of said that <clears throat> until South Dakota makes uh, makes a decision on what they're going to do, um, they're really kind of sitting and waiting because the it's kind of a moot point if it can't get to uh, through South Dakota to where the the carbon is supposed to end up at. So <clears throat> that kind of just delayed everything. Um, I don't know. I, I think that. Uh, without some, I think some of the companies were a little bit heavy-handed, um, and they went through and basically just threatened uh, some of the farmers that they were going to take their they were going to take it uh, either way, eminent domain if you don't want to cooperate. And so, we don't want to see eminent domain used as a weapon. And so, I think that there's a lot of us in the house that kind of feel that way. Um, if it goes. Anywhere, I, I think it's going to be, uh, Steve Holt has been the, the, in the House, has been the, the strong, uh, in the he's a judicial chair, has <clears throat> strongly been on the side of the farmer. And uh, I think the House is probably going to be on the side of the farmer again this year. Yeah, so uh, Representative Holt for, out of Crawford County, just for, for, for context there. Yes. Uh, eminent domain historically has always been used for, typically speaking, public product uh, projects, uh, mm -hmm. roads, that type of thing. Um, these pipelines are all private projects or private companies. Uh, I, I just don't even see how eminent domain could potentially be allowed to be used in that situation with a private company claiming for eminent domain. Yeah, it, it was a uh, kind of an unusual situation that they were thrown into that. And when uh, carbon was thrown into that um, a number, a number of years ago, I think maybe in the 70s or 80s, it was just something that was on the state statute and uh, nobody to this day really knows exactly why but um, the carbon companies use that to their advantage and uh, so uh, we'll see where it goes you were right though it in in some areas it is not a big deal because it's not going through their farmland mm -hmm. um, we have forums in Carroll County where we don't even bring it up and you go to Harlan uh, when I go to Harlan Shelby County that's the only thing they talk about that takes up the whole forum you know, you've not been shy about voting against things you didn't like that the Republicans have backed in the past. Uh, but take take the <laughs> what's going around right now is uh, the abortion issue in a lot of states and things like that. I think Iowa is currently still in the courts, right? We're still waiting for the yes. Supreme Court to decide. Uh, is there in a line that you, that you would draw, say, I would not vote to restrict abortions if it went this far? Is there a line there for you? I think we're probably pretty close to the line right now. Uh, I think at our um, the heartbeat bill. It was um, mm -hmm. uh, is reasonable, and a lot of people will disagree with me on that. I understand that. And reminds what what is the heartbeat bill? The heartbeat bill basically says if the doctor can um, can determine there's a heartbeat from the baby, that then that is a living person, and you can't abort it. And that's uh, some say it's a six week bill. Some would call it a ten week bill because it kind of depends on when that heartbeat is is able to be detected by the doctor. So um, I, I would I supported that and uh, I still do, but um, if it goes any more any further than that, it's it's going to be a, a much more difficult vote. Do you want to see exceptions included in that law? Yes, I do. Okay, absolutely. Rape yeah. incest, things like that. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we could go on and talk forever. <laughs> it's good to see we're you back on, on two feet, though. Last time we talked to you, I think you were on crutches or with a walker or yeah. something like that. How's how are you feeling these days? I'm doing pretty good. My uh, my uh, 
Sorry about this. Yeah, we'll we'll we fill some time. I know that sound. That's the pod sound, got, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It's my pod. Um, but I've got a... Uh, Go ahead, yeah, just go ahead and take yeah. care of that. So one, <laughs> one issue while we're getting that kind of talk, talking about heading forward into the year, one issue that I think is going to be really, really interesting uh, is just kind of asking you to be a prophet for a second here. We talk about all these issues and we think, hey, this is going to be the topic. That's going to be the topic. This is a hot button issue. What, what of all of the things that you've talked about either here or at a, with, with constituents, what do you see as being a major issue that has not really been talked about at all? Um... I think uh, one of the things that we talked about in the, in the past uh, few years, and I think we are continuing to do this, is uh, we want to lower taxes, um, and we get a lot of pressure on property taxes. And I think it might be, again, um, one thing, I, I, Iowans are clamoring to keep the property taxes down. At the same time, I've, <clears throat> I've been, it's been a very difficult vote to say to elected officials that you're only going to be able to raise property taxes by a certain percent. And uh, in some cases with inflation going to where it's at and uh, counties and cities are trying to deal with that and they're still trying to provide services. I think we have to be really careful with how we tell them how they can um, how they can spend the money that they get in for taxes and uh, by raising property taxes. So. Um, that's an area that I think is, it's caused a little bit of dissension throughout the state with local leaders as far as, as opposed to the state coming in and saying, this is what you have to do. Uh, so that's been something I've always been a little bit uncomfortable with. I think that there is a need to keep property taxes down, but how do we do that? And how do we treat our local elected officials fairly is important to me. One last question here before we got to wrap up, cause we got to get going here. Uh, Michigan, Washington, who do you like the national championship game? Um, I kind of like didn't Mich- expect that question, did you? No, you're getting me out of the blue. <laughs> um, I think I kind of like Michigan. I, I just didn't uh, expect them to. Uh, I really didn't expect them to beat Alabama, and uh, they, they seem they they kind of came through and they have a strong line. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's where you lose those games is on the line of scrimmage. And Michigan won the line of scrimmage, I believe. I picked Michigan in our bowl pick them. So did I. But I, I want Washington to win. I, just, so do just, I. Just because <laughs> I want someone who has not been in the college football playoff conversation every single year to yeah. actually win the college football playoff. Yeah, Pac-12 has been left out a lot. And it's, mm-hmm. it's their last year. So I, I have a little sentimental feeling. That last hurrah. That, last... That, that'd be a fitting way for the Pac-12 to go out. Yeah, Absolutely. the national champion. Brian, Brian Best, state representative, uh, going into your final session. So uh, good luck. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy back, and we'll wrap it all up. Okay. Thanks all for right. having me. Thanks you so bet. much. Brian Best, yep. once again, joining us this morning here on KCIM.